Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. Today's episode is how to discover your soul's purpose. And if you're listening to this, well, you have a soul's purpose. You have no idea what that is because you have to go on this little journey. And to get on that journey, you have to start by acceptance. And in this episode, Joshua explains that. So there's a lot of great questions in this one, and I think you're really going to enjoy it. Uh, always remember to like and subscribe to the podcast. If you aren't subscribed, uh, go ahead and do that. That'd be great. You'll get these podcasts uh, as soon as they're released and you'll see them in your notifications. So thanks for everything you do and get ready for the show. We are thrilled to be here. Hi, Joshua. So have you discovered your soul's purpose? Do you understand why you're here and what you intended prior to your birth? And of course you intended to have fun, to explore, to mix it up, to sift and sort, to expand through all your experiences and to express your love and appreciation and abundance and experience freedom and joy and all that stuff. And then there's something more specific that you wanted to play around with. And that might be your soul's purpose, something that you've come here specifically to do. Maybe you've come here to support someone else or to have a family or to be a leader and teacher or whatever that is. But that soul's purpose is unknown to you until you start to receive the inspiration. Well, how would you start to receive inspiration? Well, there's two ways to think about living life in physical reality. One is to try to protect yourself and try to control the conditions and try to fight against what you think is wrong or bad and try to live life according to the Western society's standards to be successful and all those things. The other approach to life is full of just acceptance. You accept where you are. You accept who you are. You accept everything about yourself. You accept the people in your life and you accept the conditions. It's a life of acceptance. And a life of acceptance is really counter to everything that you thought life should be. If you accept it, won't it just stay the same as it is? Won't you be facing negative emotion here and there? Won't you be unable to control the people in your life and yourself and the conditions? Well, acceptance is this baseline state of being where you understand that everything is working out perfectly for you that everything has worked out perfectly and that everything will work out perfectly in the future. That all your manifestation events that happened in the past led you to where you are now. And then you appreciate those manifestation events. There's nothing to regret. There's nothing to resent. Everything worked out perfectly to bring you here. There's nothing imperfect about you. There's no way you need to change or be better or improve in any way. All self-improvement is a myth. What you want is to come and accept who you are now and live that authentic life. And then if you live in the state of acceptance, well, then you'll start to receive inspiration. And that inspiration will lead you on a journey step by step by step by step to everything that you intended to experience prior to your birth. And if you intended to explore something more specific to allow your soul's purpose to be revealed to you, well, that will come to you, but you can't know what that is ahead of time. You have to accept that from your higher non-physical perspective that you chose this life, you chose your body, you chose your family, you chose the trajectory that would lead you here. You found this information, you started thinking in a new way, you modified your mental construct in all areas of your life to make it more malleable, more empowering. You know that from that non-physical perspective that, that those intentions you set then would be the most fulfilling thing that you could do. You knew that the feelings of satisfaction that would arise when you discover your soul's purpose would be so exhilarating, so enriching, so full of feeling 
that this is the only thing you really want other than to express love and to live in acceptance. So this combination of acceptance, of expressing love, of being authentic, will allow you to more closely or more fully hear the inspiration that's coming from your inner self. Well, if you've lived a life of resistance in the past and fighting against and paying attention to what you don't want and of trying to effort and struggle your way to something you think you want, well, you can see that that approach to life would sort of block all the inspiration that came to you. Because if that inspiration was coming when you were off looking over what you thought you wanted and trying to effort and struggle your way to it, well, you couldn't really hear it and it wouldn't make sense to you. So if you received the inspiration to do something that would lead you on your journey of self-discovery to discover your soul's purpose, but it did not comply with your ideas of what should be or what you thought you wanted, well, you would discount that inspiration. So that inspiration would have no purpose. But now more and more of you are coming to live in acceptance. You're coming to appreciate yourself and your life and the life you've lived and the people in your life and the conditions you've created. You're starting to see that your creation that exists today is the culmination of all your desires that you've had in past lives. So you've come to this point in physical reality where you're living this extraordinary life. And when you come to see that life for what it is, well, you'll be in a state of acceptance or the state of alignment. And in alignment, you'll receive inspiration. That inspiration will cause you to think about things in a new way and maybe to take a course or talk to a friend or listen to a podcast. And then something will hit you. Something will inspire you. Something will start to make sense to you. And you'll start to say, that is fascinating. I wouldn't mind looking into that a little bit more. Maybe there's something in there that I could be doing. And you'll start to get ideas. And there'll be little things that you can do along your way. But of course, fear is going to pop up because the fear is going to be triggered by limiting beliefs that are still with, exist within you. And the core limiting belief is that you're not the creator of your reality, that you're a victim to reality. And you'll have other limiting beliefs and part of your mental construct of who you think you are. And if you think you're not good enough or not worthy or these things, they'll sort of count, conflict with these new inspirations that will come through. But if you can push past the fear to do the little things that you can do, you'll be guided by your inner self to fulfill that soul's purpose or to bring that forward. And if you're listening to this podcast now, or you're listening at a later date, or if you're on the call right now, all of you have this soul's purpose within you. All of you have something greater that you want to do. And all of you have these talents and attributes that are specific to you that will somehow be perfectly suited for whatever your soul's purpose is. And so you might think, well, what if it is this or this or that? I think I would like this area. I think I like this sort of thing. And we say, leave that blank. Don't worry about that. Don't have any expectations. Let it just happen naturally because you won't really be able to see it from where you are now. You'll have to go on this journey. You'll have to take steps. You'll have to push past fear. And the universe will be testing you at every step of the way. Are you really ready for this soul's purpose to become known in your life? If you are, you'll push past fear. If you're not, you will not push past the fear to do what you're inspired to do. You'll succumb to fear. So the universe has a grand way of just making sure you're ready. Well, you can know for sure that you're ready now if you can receive one inspiring idea today. And that if you can act on that idea today, if you can push past the fear, you'll know you'll be ready tomorrow. And so it's just this practice, this way of being com coming comfortable 
with inspiration and letting go of all the things you thought you wanted, because those things were just based in lack and fear. All you truly want is to live this life as it really works, live within the laws of the universe. And you must first come to know that who you are is a magnificent, limitless, eternal being of pure, positive love and acceptance. And we say these words and they fall on deaf ears because you can't imagine what that is because you're coming from this limited perspective of yourself. But as you do this work and as you process limiting beliefs and as you take the courses and as you get into alignment more and more of the time, that inspiration must come. And you can ask for inspiration at any time. You can ask for the inspiration that will lead to the next step. You can ask for the inspiration that will get you to a new mental construct. You can ask for the inspiration and then listen to it. And if you're ready, you'll push past the fear. And if you're not ready, we'll do some more meditating, do some more daily spiritual practice, listen to some more podcasts, read a few more books, and get yourself ready. Because it is coming. It's coming for all of you. It's not coming for the person next to you or the person you're thinking is, is ready for. It's coming for you. You are on the right place in the right time, in the right arena, thinking the right thoughts, listening to the right information. It's all perfect for you. There is nothing more you have to do than to feel for the inspiration and stop fighting against what is. Leave that alone. Come to a state of acceptance and everything you truly want will unfold magnificently. And with that, we would like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who'd like to start? Can I can I start? Absolutely. Tiffany. Okay, hi. So in actually in line with that, um, I was thinking about my career and um, I seem to have like conflicting desires, I guess, because one desire is for me to, uh, I want, higher salary with my current job and then the other desire is that like I want to leave uh, this job and go into a completely different career altogether that's more in line of like what I'm what I want to do and what do you want to do that's the thing I don't actually know <laughs> but I've been getting like um, I have been getting inspiration to like you know uh, look up in different interests and passions and all that. But Excellent. So you're getting some inspiration, but you're still not satisfied where you are. And this is a common yeah. thing that a lot of you will understand. You're not making enough money. It's not rewarding or fulfilling. You're not feeling any satisfaction. You're wishing things could be different than they are. If only you would get paid more, or appreciated more, or that sort of thing, maybe that would help. But what you really want is there's something else other than that. Well, we say you have to come to a place of acceptance first. So if you're in a career or if you're in a job or if you have a business or whatever that is, if you have a family, you have to understand that you're at the perfect place at the perfect time, that that situation, those conditions that you've created are at the perfect starting point, but you can't resist any of it because it will not work if you're in resistance. You must come to a place of acceptance first. Now in resistance, you're going to drop down into that stream of consciousness based in fear. And you're gonna get urges to change the conditions. In fear, it's not gonna feel very good. And you're gonna to wanna to get out of that feeling of fear. And so urges will come to you just like inspiration comes, but the urges will never bring you to what you want because you haven't changed your vibration. 
you're still in resistance. So you have the, res the vibration of resistance and not the vibration of acceptance. It seems counterintuitive, but you must lean into that career that you have now. Accept it fully. Do more. Be in more appreciation and gratitude for what you do have. Understand that this is the highest level you've ever been, the highest vibration you've ever been. And even if it seems like it's not good or that it's wrong or bad or it's unsatisfying, you have to realize where you are. You've, you've been led step-by-step step into the career that you have. And a lot of your talents and attributes are useful in that career. And you'll notice that those, there are certain things that you're really good at in your career or your job or your business. And those things will be of use to you when you discover your soul's purpose. But you have to fully live in acceptance first because you won't be able to know whether it's an urge to change the condition or whether it's an inspiration to do something new. If you think you want to quit your job, well, that is changing the conditions, isn't it? And inspiration might lead to change, but it's generally not that kind of thing. It's more like investigate this, research this, think about this, do this on the side, take a class in this, do this on the weekend, try something at night. And you say, well, Joshua, we're so tired from working all day long. How could we possibly do all these other things? And we say, you're only tired because you're in resistance. You'll notice that when you find something that you love and and that you're passionate about, you'll have all the energy in the world. And you'll only want to focus on that thing. And so you'll be in your job during the day and you'll do what you need to do, but you'll be thinking about this thing that you're inspired to do later on. And when you get home, you'll have the time to do it and you'll have the energy to do it. And it will not necessarily create this space that you think that you have to have right away because it's an evolutionary process. The version of you that exists when you're fully satisfied with that thing that you're here to do, your soul's purpose, will look so different than what you think it is because you have to go on a journey of change. You have to change who you are before you can realize what this is. If Gary knew what he was gonna be doing when he first heard our, our words, he would have silenced us. He would have not written any of the books. He would not started a podcast. He would not have channeled it all because it's so different from what he thought he wanted. But once he was on that journey, everything unfolded step by step. And the journey was the most magnificent part of it all. It was an unfolding. And with each step that he was able to push past fear, even though he thought it was so weird in the beginning, with each step he pushed past fear, he gained confidence and he realized there was nothing to fear. So it made it easier to, to receive more inspiration, to act on more inspiration and do these things. And all of these things led to change eventually, but at the time they were just fun things to do. And so this is how you have to imagine it. You can't imagine who you're going to be in four, five, six years of constantly acting on inspiration and pushing past fear and, and doing things that you wouldn't have done in the past, but somehow now it's a little bit more interesting and exciting and enjoyable. And you cannot really start this process until you get to a place of acceptance. Gary was lucky because he lost everything. So he had to start over, but he was still in that old mindset of making money and doing things, but he was doing it with a, a more aligned way of doing it. He was more in appreciation and gratitude. And he was happy in his freedom that he no longer had all the employees and all the buildings and all the 
bills to pay and all these things that he had to do, he got to do what he wanted to do. And he had enough money to do what he wanted to do every step of the way. He didn't suddenly drop what he was doing and then start channeling. He transitioned in an elegant manner from the time he lost everything until he started channeling until eight years later where he finds himself now. The life that he has now is incredibly satisfying and rewarding and abundant and free and exciting and full of adventure. And it's the life that he's always wanted, but could not, could not mentally picture. The ideal that he had in his mind was completely different. It was money in the bank and nice cars and travel and a bunch of fluff that didn't mean anything. Now he's doing all those things. He has the money in the bank. He has time to travel. He's free to do whatever, but he's engaging with people all over the world. And he's doing the work that is the most satisfying thing he can think of. So it had to go on this journey. And if he looks back at that journey, the journey was spectacular. It was elegant. Everything worked out perfectly. But the whole key to that was him able to come to acceptance with where he was. Lots of the, the business and lots of the money and lots of the houses and lots of lots of all the cars and all those things that he had, all the things he had, all the things he didn't realize were so restrictive and limiting and imprisoning to a degree. Now he's completely free, completely abundant and living in joy and happy and cheerful and playful and adventurous. This is what he really wanted. And if he could have conceptualized that, well, he might've had a little bit easier time, but how could he possibly conceptualize where he is now from that limited mental construct that he had years ago? So we say, take a look at your life now. Take a look at everything that's fantastic because this is what you've created. You've created this by all the desires from all previous lives that you've ever had. And you might look to others who are living now in physical reality in 2021 and saying, well, my life is not as good as those people and that person and this person. Well, that's the ideal that you're holding on to from a limited perspective. From the perspective of the you that lived 100 years ago and the you that lived 500 years ago, the life you're living now is absolutely beyond anything you could imagine. The life you could be living in five years from now is also beyond anything you could imagine. So how did all the desires that you had from all those previous lives manifest in the life you have now? Well, in each life, you were in resistance, wishing for something different, thinking of yourself as a victim. And then when you transitioned to the non-physical, you gave all that up and all of it became available to you. And so as you, as you brought in all those desires in the non-physical and understood the feeling of those things, you set up the next life. Because in this life, those desires could come to you much more easily. So all the wonderful things exist in your life now have come to you because you and others have wanted those things and you have come to a place of expecting it and allowing it to whatever degree you're living now. Now, if you live in appreciation and gratitude for everything that exists in your life, understanding that it's all perfect as it is right now, and that you're in the perfect spot in your life right now, wherever you are, to move to higher levels of awareness and clarity and abundance and joy and freedom, where you are now. But you can't get there if you're resisting where you are now, because you're living in resistance. And in resistance, the inspiration that will move you forward 
can't flow because it's being drowned out by all the urges to change conditions. So the urges to change conditions are much louder than the inspiration. The inspiration starts off being very subtle. As you transition from resistance to acceptance, the inspiration becomes louder, more clearer, more easily recognizable, more exciting and enjoyable. And the old thoughts of, of wrong and bad are not as loud as they were because you, you've done the work to process limiting beliefs. So can you see this transition that you and everyone else who's listening to this right now is making? You've been resisting, resisting, resisting. It's led you here perfectly. You've, you've started to take in some new information. The words, everything, everything is right is starting to resonate with you. You're realizing that anything you think is bad or wrong is coming from a limited perspective of the victim, but you're the creator of your reality. You're starting to grasp that just beginning. And so you're at this point where you can shift from that resistance to acceptance. The acceptance is the key. The alignment is the key. In alignment, you're receptive to inspiration. In resistance, you're receptive to urges. In the beginning of this, you cannot tell the difference between an inspired thought and a resistant thought or an urge to change the conditions. So you have to sort of sit where you are with everything, come to this place of acceptance, and then get the little tiny inspirations, the little things that are inspiring. Now, if you act on an urge because you thought it was inspiration, that's okay. Don't worry about that. It'll take you off in a little detour, but you can come right back when you get back into alignment. But if you push past the fear and act on some tiny little inspired idea, go to the store and buy an apple, some tiny little idea. How about we do the dishes right now? Some tiny little idea. If you can act on these tiny little ideas, you'll start to build momentum. And this momentum will grow and grow and build and build. And you'll start to receive more inspiration. You'll start to push past more fear. You'll act on more things. And that will lead you step by step to what you truly want, which you cannot see from where you are now. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So Excellent. go ahead. Yeah. No, um, I was thinking like, because the fear is mostly about like not having money or maybe for me, it's the ideal. I have this ideal in my head that I've been out of school for this, for these many years and like I have to have this level of income and I think that's where the fear is coming from and that's where the urge is. Well, you brought up a very good point. Now, if you've been living the Western lifestyle and you've had this job and you've, you've accumulated these things and you've become attached to these things, maybe it's a car, a house, an apartment, furniture, credit card bills, whatever it is, you say, how could I possibly leave this job and do what I'm inspired to do? Where will the money come for these things? Well, if the things are trapping you or imprisoning you, then you don't want the things. Oh, but I worked so hard for all these things and I like my things and I wish I, you know, I want them to be here and I want more things. Well, if they will assist you in your journey of self-discovery and un learning about your soul's purpose, then they'll stay. You don't have to worry about that. And the money will come. If they don't serve you, then you don't want them there. Gary had 
houses and buildings and cars and boats and all these things. He couldn't have possibly done what he's doing now if he had all those things. So elegantly, the universe got rid of them for him. And once they were all gone, he breathed a sigh of relief. No longer was he paying so much money in mortgage payments and car payments and insurance payments and electric payments and all these things and employees and all these things. Now he was free to breathe. And he found that none of that stuff made him feel any different. None of it made him feel worthy. None of it made him feel successful. None of them made him feel appreciated or loved by others. None of that did anything. He thought it would, but it never did. So it all went away. And he changed his mental construct about all that. And he said, what I want to do is do something creative and fun and interactive and be of some benefit. And so he started with houses and poker. And then then he had the inspiration to meditate. And then we came through. And then he wrote a little bit every day for eight weeks. And a book was done. And then he sent a book off to... Jules and Jules invited him to have a podcast. And one thing led to another, to let, led to another perfectly and elegantly. Now he didn't have any money and he was, he made enough money. He made enough money to live a life that was comfortable and he had a wonderful house and he had a nice car and he had all the money he needed to do to do what everyone wanted to do. He didn't have any excess money, but he had exactly as much as he needed to do. So this is the idea of abundance. Abundance is not more than you need. It's exactly what you need. If you don't need it, it need not come. Because if you had an overabundance, well, that wouldn't really comply to the laws of the universe. It wouldn't be necessary. Now, certainly, if you're living a life of freedom and joy and acceptance, then all that stuff flows in and out easily. And when you can really see that you will always be taken care of, that you will always have enough when you're living in alignment and acceptance, that you don't have to worry so much about it. Have a little faith because the universe will never throw you into the deep end of the pool. The universe will let you go at your own pace. And that's due to the concept of fear. Because in fear, you will just not do certain things. You will not act on inspiration. This will be the universe's way of making sure that you're sticking your toes in the shallow end rather than throwing yourself into the deep end of the pool. If you acted and saw where that action led and noticed how enjoyable it was when it was inspired, you will expand through that experience and gain some confidence. So the next time the inspiration comes, there's always be something small and little, something easy that you can do in the moment. You'll say, yeah, I can do that. I don't care what people think. I don't care that I, I think I don't have enough time. I'm sure there's enough time. I wouldn't be getting this inspiration if there wasn't enough time. I can do that on the side. I can do that after work. I can do that before work. I can wake up a little bit early. I can write it down. I can go on Google. I can do all these little things. And then something a little bit larger will come from your perspective. It will seem large, but it won't really be large. They're all the same. They're all just little tiny ideas, step by step by step. So you're holding on to an ideal. I would like to find my soul's purpose, but I also want to have a million dollars in the bank. I also want to have the nice house. I want to have my nice car. I want to have my friends. I want to have all my things. I don't want to give any of what I have up in order to find my soul's purpose. 
that's fine. You don't have to, but you probably can't do both. You probably can't say, I wish, I wish, I wish, and then be inspired because the wishing comes from the perception of the victim who perceives that they need things to make them feel good in their conditions. An easier way to do this would be to say, I have absolute faith, absolute faith in my inner self. I know that my inner self is me, with me, loves me, cares about me, and knows my pre-birth intentions. I know my inner self will never lead me into anything wrong or bad. There might be manifestation events along the way that will help me discover and process limiting beliefs, but those aren't bad things. Oh, sure, they'll come with negative emotion when I'm perceiving myself as a victim and experiencing fear, but that will be temporary because I can always adjust my perspective and get back into alignment. So if you're feeling that way, you're ready for the inspiration to come. And if you're not feeling that way, well, you've just started this work. And so there's more limiting beliefs to be processed. There's more information to read. There's more daily spiritual practice and meditation to do. There's more assignments to complete. And there's more investigation into understanding what you think is wrong or bad and why you think it's wrong or bad. There's still some resistance there. And sure, the resistance we understand is based in this mental construct that you are not the creator of your reality. That is not true. You are the creator of your reality, but you're going to have to come and see that on your own terms. No one else can make you believe that. No one else can make you feel that. You're going to have to go step by step by step, but we promise you that journey is enjoyable. The journey of fighting against and resisting and wishing things were different is not enjoyable. That's what most humans have been doing. It's not effective. It doesn't work. It doesn't feel good. So feeling good then would be the key. How do I feel good? Well, I shift my perspective. I look at things from the higher perspective. Why do I think it's wrong? Because I have a limiting belief. I'll process that limiting belief. Why do I think this bad thing happened? If I'm the creator, it couldn't possibly happen to me. It has to be based in a limiting belief. Let's find that limiting belief and prove it's false. Let's prove it false, prove it false, find it, find it, find it, prove it false, prove it false, prove it false, and then come to this place of alignment. How long will that take? It depends on how stubborn you are and how much you want to hold on to your own limitations. You can hold them on for the rest of this life if you like, and then try again next life. But you've already found what you've been seeking, which is this information that that reveals to you that you are the creator of your reality, that you are here for a higher purpose, that you are on a journey of self-discovery, and that you do have something more you want to explore in this reality, and that you do have all the talents and attributes that will allow you to perfectly explore it. You can say, oh, if I was taller or shorter or fatter or thinner or older or younger or lived in a different country, it would be so much easier. We say, no, it would not be easier. You're at the perfect place. It cannot get any more perfect. Looking outside at what you think other people have makes no difference. You'll have to give that up because you cannot live in acceptance if you're thinking other people have it better than you. No one has it better than you. You are perfect for where you're supposed to be, and all of you are perfect for where you're supposed to be. Nothing needs to be different than it is. Acceptance of where you are is the key. Okay, thank you. Excellent. Who's next? Audrey. Audrey. Uh, Thank you. I have a 3D um, question about um, marketing in our 
world now. Is it so useful to check our statistics in the, about the, our business or is it? Uh, Does it make you feel good? Not, not when it is going down, you know? Then don't worry about it. Oh, don't worry about it. Now, you have a business that you're doing. You have a soul's purpose that you're discovering. You are doing the best that you can do for the mental construct that you have around your soul's purpose and your business. You believe that what you're doing is your soul's purpose, but all you're doing is practicing for when your soul's purpose arrives. You're getting confidence. You're learning how to speak to people. You're learning how to translate from English to French and back and forth and how to communicate with other people. This is all preparation for where you'll be in two, three, four years. So everything is working out perfectly. Now, you may use your statistics, your business, your, your money coming in or people paying attention or following you or all these things as your excuse to feel good or as your excuse to feel bad, either way. But those don't mean anything. It wouldn't make it better if there were 10 million people following you and 5,000, 10,000 people taking your courses. It wouldn't make any difference, you see. Gary realized that as the progression of the different things that we were doing through him, the writing of the books, the one-on-one, -on -one, the boot camp, the Ascension experience, everything is leading to the next thing. So he's going along with it willingly or he's fighting with it. He's thinking it's perfect as it is or he's thinking it should be different than it is. He's happy with the numbers or he's hoping that they get better. Why would he want them to get better? Why would he want more people? Why would he want more recognition or any of these things or more money or anything? He has exactly what he needs. He's doing exactly as much as he wants to do. He's coming to learn about himself more and more and more day by day by day. And he would not want to skip any of this because it would be overwhelming. He's not ready. He needs to do the work that he's doing day by day by day and expand through each of these experiences to higher levels. He wants to fully understand who he is authentically before the masses come in. Because if there's any inauthenticity in him whatsoever, well, then that will be felt by many people and there will be manifestation events there. So why would he want these manifestation events to come before he's ready? He wants to be more authentic today, more authentic tomorrow, more transparent, more capable, more experienced, more fluid, more free and abundant. And he also wants to have the time to have fun and do the things that he's passionate about doing. So he can see that everything is perfect as it is now. Now, in the beginning, he definitely wanted millions of books to be sold. Well, what would have happened if our first book sold 5 million copies? He'd be on talk shows and interviews and all these things talking about it when he didn't even understand it. He didn't, couldn't possibly communicate it. Eight years later, he can communicate it much better. He understands it much better. He's had all these experiences that have opened him up to be able to communicate even better. So when more people come, it'll be easier. Now, he also had to 
resolve this thing where he needed people to stick around. That's not what this is about. That's an old idea that you have to have people stay and stay and stay. They can come and go and come and go and come back and go again and say whatever they want to say and do whatever they want to do and start their own thing. So he has to be in acceptance with every single aspect of this work, of his life, and of his growth and expansion himself. In that acceptance, inspiration comes. It's coming more and more and more. It's easy to recognize it. It's fun. It's enjoyable. He has no doubts anymore. So when the inspiration is to go off for the week and play poker, he's not doubting that he should be doing something else. He says, no, that's the inspiration. This is what I'm going to do. And I, and has no attachment to the outcome. Doesn't matter if he wins or loses. It doesn't even know what the purpose of this is. He assumes it's to do well in poker. He assumes it's to have a lot of fun, but it could be, be to meet people or to discover something that he wouldn't have understood before or have time to himself that he didn't have before. So you can use anything as your excuse to feel good or bad. If you can understand that millions and millions and millions and billions of other people are unaware of who they are, of their soul's purpose, of any other possibility of life, that they just have to get up, go to work, do the thing, come home, eat, pay their bills, clean up the house, take care of their business, and start over the next day, and they don't know any difference, they could live that life in pure joy, pure joy, appreciating every second of it. But generally, that's not the case, is it? That's not what you see. So then if that's not working for people, they'll birth desires that will lead them to something else, to their soul's purpose. Yet, because their mental construct is so rigid, they won't get it. And all the inspiration is just getting blocked because they have this ideal of how they think it should be. You've come to a place where you have this magnificent ability to communicate. You're able to understand these teachings and present them in a way that we are unable to do. You get to do that. You don't have to have that same job that you didn't like before. You have a more freedom and abundance. But of course, you wish for more. You desire more. So is that desire based in fear and lack? Or is that desire a true desire? Now, if it's a true desire, you'll be inspired to everything. You'll be inspired to market. You'll be inspired to post. You'll be inspired to meet other people, go on podcasts, do all kinds of things. You'll be inspired to do things that will allow other people to find you. But if it's a fear that you're not doing well enough, that you should be doing something different, that numbers should be better than they are, that the money should be more than it is, well, that's just an urge to change the conditions. So we say, accept where you are now, congratulate yourself for living this new approach to life that few humans have even the capability of imagining and, uh, and look around you and see how spectacular life is. See how spectacular you are. If there's any part of yourself that you doubt, give that up. Know that there is no imperfection in this system whatsoever. 
that it's impossible for anything to be imperfect, that that is the biggest illusion. And it's impossible for you to be imperfect. It's possible for you to make a wrong decision. It's impossible for you to make a mistake. It's impossible for you to have any limitations that are not self-imposed. Guess what you get to do? You get to practice what you are teaching. You get to be the example of all this. And you get to share your challenges with all those who will come to you. And when they start coming, you'll be ready for them. And when they start asking questions, you'll have the answers because you won't need to come to us anymore. They'll come from within you. And that's where you're going. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Excellent. Jim. Um, So Kate is messaging me, telling me I should ask this question. So I uncovered a limiting belief yesterday that I think is getting closer to the core. My metaphor is like, I've been doing these surface level limiting beliefs, like digging a hole and you find little pebbles and then you find like small rocks and small boulders. And now I found this like giant boulder and I'm trying to dig around the edges to try and figure out how big this damn thing is (laughs) and how I'm going to get it out of the hole Uh, or just blow it up, I guess, with some dynamite. Um, The limiting belief is, God, making me emotional thinking about saying this aloud, that I am a disappointment. And uh, I won't give tons of backstory, but I'm sure you can read my vibe and help me out with that. Excellent. So who are you trying to get approval from? Everybody. No. But specifically, I think it originates from parents. Yes. But who are you really trying to get approval from? Well, I really want to approve of myself and not exactly. feel this feeling. Exactly. Okay. Do you approve of yourself? Obviously not. Well, in this moment right now, what would you say is wrong about you as you are in this moment right now? How could you be different than you are that would be any better than you are now? Well, I would have the higher perspective that wouldn't trigger these limiting beliefs and make me feel like shit. If you had the higher perspective that wouldn't trigger these limiting beliefs, you wouldn't be on this journey. So what is it you truly want? To feel good, to be free. So you could just, you could just go out and step in front of a bus and you'll have all that. So is that what you really want? You see, when you return to the non-physical, You will not have any doubts. You will not have any feelings of unworthiness. You will not have anything to be, anyone being disappointed in you. Everyone will love you completely and absolutely. You will feel great, perfect, but guess what? You'll want to be back here. I know that's so disappointing. It's like, Really, I got to come right back into contrast? Can I just like veg for a No, little? you don't have to come back in contrast. You're choosing to be in contrast. I know. I'm just kidding around. Yes. Well, this is the disappointing thing that humans think. If you live in resistance, 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 and you get to experience non-resistance in the non-physical and how good that feels and how and to see who you truly are and feel your worthiness and feel your power and all this, that seems good from a limited human perspective. But think about 
who you truly are, the power that you are. The power that you are can't wait to get back here. Why would the power that you are want to come back here? To expand. To expand. Why would you want to expand? So I can know more fully who I truly am. Exactly. And this is what you're doing now. But if you didn't have any limiting beliefs, could you do that? If you always had the higher perspective, could you expand? You would be fully expanded. So there'd be no reason to come back here, but you want to come back here. So the, the human perspective is I start off in kindergarten and I effort and struggle my way. And finally I graduate high school and I'm done. Oh, and then I start in college effort, my struggle my whole way and finally graduate and I'm done. Oh, then I get a job and I effort and struggle for 40 years and I finally retire and I'm done. Oh, but then there's nothing to do. There's nowhere to go. What am I going to do? Play golf all day. There's nothing going on in the non-physical. It's all happening here. Do you like video games? No. Well, we want to use a video game analogy. Okay, go ahead. Because if you like video games, in a video game, you could turn on the God mode. You could be undefeated. No one could kill you. No, you could do anything you wanted to do, but there's no challenge in that. There's no fun in that. There's not, not fun at all. There's nothing interesting in that. The God mode. So you return to the non-physical, you're in the God mode. You can conjure up anything. You can go anywhere in the universe. You can watch anything. Okay, that's great. But there's nothing going on. There's no excitement. There's no challenges. There's no obstacles. There's no way to discover who you are more. Yeah. Can I, can I want to be here? Can I ask something? So I was, I've been really trying to process this because literally my heart hurts. Like I uncovered this. I was like hyperventilating and my heart continues to hurt in an energetic way, not in a cardiovascular way. But um, I started, you know, I'm telling myself, okay, I'm the creator of my reality. And then I found a limiting belief on that, that I, that I'm scared to be the creator of my reality because I think I'd fuck it up. And so a lot of, I think the spiritual teachings that I followed, I'm, I'm kind of, I've been searching for the keys to the universe so that I can allow the universe to just take care of everything. Right. But then I don't have to create because I think a hall ties back into worthiness and lovability and being a disappointment that if I really had to create everything, I'd probably fuck it up. Yes, you would because you'd be creating based in fear. Yeah. So this is a ascension that you're on now. You're moving from this limited perspective to a higher perspective. You're moving to from a unintentional creator to a deliberate creator. You're moving out of the fear into love. So imagine that you are not understanding who you are. You don't understand the rules of the universe. You don't understand the game as displayed. You don't understand the new approach to life. You're living as you were taught as a kid and you're efforting and struggling and trying to make everyone like you and everyone appreciate you. And you don't want to be a disappointment. So by not wanting to be a disappointment, you have to be inauthentic. You can't make any mistakes 
Because if you do, they'll be disappointed. You can't do anything wrong. You have to be this model citizen. But that's inauthentic. It's not who you truly are. Essentially, under all of that is your disapproval of self or your feelings of unworthiness. You could say that you got them in childhood. You could say that you brought it in with you. It doesn't matter. You have this little limiting belief, tiny little limiting belief that seems baked to a limited version of you. Now, from the non-physical perspective of who you truly are, that is a little tiny pebble that you planted yourself for you to discover. So guess what? You discovered it. You planted it and you live this life step by step by step by step right to where you planted it and you dug it up. Now, it is a little tiny pebble. You think from your perspective, it's a boulder. It could be gone in a snap of a finger. Would that be satisfying? No, you want to think of it as a boulder because it's causing you negative emotion because you're emotionally sensitive. And you want to uproot it and display it to everyone and then somehow destroy it. But you have to understand that you planted that in you because without that limiting belief, you could never discover who you are. You chose that limiting belief for yourself and you discovered it and now you can process it. Why would I plant this limiting belief within me so that I could be on this trajectory that seemed to be completely horrible because I've always felt unworthy my whole life and I've always had to be someone I wasn't my whole life and I always had to effort and struggle my whole life to get appreciated and accepted by others, even though I felt I was a disappointment to everyone. You gave that to yourself. That's the creator. And you didn't make a mistake because you couldn't be on that journey without that limiting belief. Mm. The journey is what you wanted. And now you get to ask questions that help millions and millions of people all over the world from now and to the future. You are that powerful being that planted that limiting belief for yourself to discover. You wanted it. You needed it. It had to be there. Now that you've dug it up, you can toss it to a side and go on and find the next one and the next one and the next one. And then you become more authentic with with each one you find and you prove it false. That is not me. That's this illusion of me. It's not true. There's no one I have to prove myself to. I can't be a disappointment. If I, if I do something and trigger someone else's limiting beliefs, that's their issue. It's not my issue. I'm just being inauthentic this whole time. So now I'm going to be more authentic. I'm going to be a little bit more authentic today than I was yesterday. I'm going to ask for what I want. I'm going to demand inspiration. I'm going to keep unearthing new limiting beliefs. And I'm going to appreciate every single one I find, not resent them and wish they were not there in the first place. Because if they were not there, it would be like resenting the bones in your body. I wish I didn't have these bones. And then you'd just be a pile of jelly on the floor. These limiting beliefs give structure to this journey of self-discovery.
Ah. Are the backbone of this journey of self-discovery. And you placed every single one perfectly with the right intensity, with the right modulation and the right frequency. And you knew that when you unearthed them, you would have power over them. And that would lead you to the next one and the next one to eventually discovering who you truly are. All right. Thank you so much. Excellent. Who's next? Hi, Joshua. I have a question. Yes, Rashna. Um, something funny happened this week. I, because of your previous um, advice I, about my backyard, I started to uh, appreciate it, especially these weeds, which I hated. I really, really started loving the weeds. They started to look beautiful to me and I was appreciating it. I was glad they were there. And then along comes my gardener who comes only once a week for 30 minutes, who absolutely hates to weed and he weeded all the weeds. And so this is a strange dilemma. You accept and then you get what you truly want. Seems Wait, like that's a weird system, doesn't it? No, but I, my original desire was to get rid of the weeds, but then I took your advice and I started to appreciate it. And then I'm like, I don't want these weeds to be weeded. The gardener came, I'm like, he hates weeding. So I won't even tell him, please do not touch these weeds because I know he won't. And then what does he do? He does the exact, exact opposite and he does it ferociously. You accepted the weeds. That's what you did. And you got exactly what you truly want, which is a garden that's free of weeds. That is the law of attraction. That is exactly how the system works. You did it perfectly. So every single thing in your life that you think is a problem, you love it like you did those weeds, but you don't stay attached to what you think you want. Let it happen and you will get what you truly want. It's a perfect example. It has never been explained so perfectly in all of history. You are the one that came into complete alignment with the law of attraction. And you had the experience that would allow you to explain it perfectly, even though you may not get it right now. This is an amazing group of leading edge people. We couldn't imagine assembling more spectacular creators than this group right now. You all have the soul's purpose. It's all within you. It's not what you think it is. Goes day by day by day through acceptance and inspiration, and you will be led on the most spectacular journey you could ever imagine. And when you look back, you'll say, oh my God, it was all perfect. And with that, we are complete. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you, Joshua. Wonderful call. Wonderful. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Awesome questions. Have a wonderful week. Hey, I really hope you enjoyed that one. How to find your soul's purpose. It all starts and ends with acceptance and acceptance is alignment. In alignment, you get inspiration and that inspiration will lead you on this journey. may take a little while, but first of all, get into acceptance. There is nothing wrong. There's no wrong anywhere in the universe. Whatever seems wrong is done from a limited perspective. From the higher perspective, everything is right. So that's the key to all of this. And it's not easy, of course, but that is the key. So think about what you are thinking is wrong and realize you're looking at it from a limited perspective. From the higher perspective, it's always right. 
Um, if you'd like to help us out, please share this episode with your friends and put it on Facebook and like and subscribe, leave comments, leave reviews, all that stuff. It's really good. And if you like free meditations, it's a great place to start. There's free meditations on the website at theteachingsofjoshua.com. And if you'd like to contact me about anything, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. So until next time, thanks for being here and we'll see you later. Bye. how to discover your soul's purpose. And if you're listening to this, well, you have a soul's purpose. You have no idea what that is because you have to go on this little journey. And to get on that journey, you have to start by acceptance. And in this episode, Joshua explains that. So there's a lot of great questions in this one, and I think you're really going to enjoy it. Uh, always remember to like and subscribe to the podcast. If you aren't subscribed, uh, go ahead and do that. That'd be great. You'll get these podcasts uh, as soon as they're released and you'll see them in your notifications. So thanks for everything you do and get ready for the show.